Welcome to the Biz for Good Show, where we highlight misfits, outcasts, and renegades for the being good and doing good movement. We spotlight people that are changing the world by having integrity and honesty and creating an environment of connection, thus showing the true secret to success and creating a life of greater impact. So come on board and create your own Biz for Good life. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Miss Forget Show. I am your host, Bobby Glenn James, along with the Ryan Pilkington. Ryan Pilkington, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, today we have got an amazing guest for you today and an amazing show. Tell us about the show, Ryan. Good job. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thanks for being on. With us for another episode of the Biz for Good show. We're on episode 124, An Immigrant with a Golden Touch with Tom Libilt. And we are excited to have him. He's coming all the way from Chicago via the internet. So thank you, Tom. And you think? Yeah, yeah. Glad to be here. I, I got to say, that was amusing. He just told us about a wrestler. We just got in the ring, too. So, whoops. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, let me pull up your uh, bio here. Uh, Tom was born a co- in communist Poland. He escaped the U.S. when he was... He didn't escape the U.S. He, he escaped, escaped Poland. To the U.S. He escaped to... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it helps to read. <laughs> <laughs> Let me start over. <laughs> Whoopsie. All right. Well, anyways, uh, escaped to the U.S. when he was 11 years old in the 90s. When Tom was seven, he laid on the back seat of a car that was smuggling liquor back into the country. He was supposed to cry and scream if the immigration wanted to do a check. <laughs> wow. wow. We're going to have to talk about that later, yes, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> at, at, yeah. At age nine, Tom was helping his pops push products at soccer stadiums in Eastern Europe, was hustled a few times by Russians, Russians, in the other stands and learned, my, learned lessons. He also learned how to sell and how to be and how not to be hustled. Currently, the owner of Smart Brand Marketing and Course Marketing and No BS Marketing is their tagline. Tom Libert, Libelt, li, 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 not Libert, Libelt, 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 Libelt. Yes, Tom. Tom, welcome to the show. All right. Uh, the Business for Good show is a fun and powerful podcast experience, sharing stories of hope, passion, and the true secret to success, the connections we make by loving and being good. There is so much bad noise in the world. It is time to rise against the noise and flood it with the good. The Business for Good show is not just a podcast. It's, it's a, a movement. movement. You Follow us up. on all your favorite podcast media, Twitter, Twitter Facebook, Twitites, Instas. We're, we're still at 5,000 Instagram followers. Come on, people. Get up there. It's time to get crazy on the Biz Forget Show. That's cool. Crazy. 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 What do you think? Should we put Tom through the uh, lessons in leadership? I think he's up for it. We didn't talk about this. We we like to kind of sideswipe you, Tom, if you're okay with that. Yeah, it's fine. Let's (laughs) do it. All right. So here's how it works. We uh, 
we, we would like you to give us kind of uh, from your world and your relationship with business and all that stuff, give us a tool or a tidbit about leadership from, from your perspective where it's, it's assisted you or whatever, some kind of leadership lesson that we could learn from. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. I'm just thinking which one uh, <laughs> would be the best. You know, what I found um, that helped grow my companies a lot is coach um, my employees through the different types of problems that they have, right? So it's not just to stop at work. It's more of like the things outside too. Like some are starting side hustles and um, like maybe a spouse is growing a business. There's a problem with that and just, you know, just being sort of like a mentor to them. And what I found uh, through that is that the loyalty is through the roof, you know? So just sort of being like a friend and then someone they can count on uh, with different problems, not just stuff that's like, hey boss, I don't know how to do this project, but it's more like, look, the husband's uh, trying to start a music school and we can't get the first few clients in or the Facebook's not working. I'm like, look, let's do this now. And I'll walk them through it and give them tips on that. So the, the mentorship aspect, I think, um, I did not really have that in any companies where I worked. So I think that's a bit different um, in mine. I love it. I love it. You mentor your employees. And I love it that you're open to your employees doing other stuff. That yeah, is I have no super, problems with it. That is super cool because uh, in, in this world, I mean, we shouldn't be afraid of employees that have ambitions and are excited <laughs> about stuff. You should fire that, not not squash that down because you're not going to keep those people if you do. Yeah. I mean, the fact is if you have a or even B players, they're going to do stuff, man. Like they're, that's the reason they're a and B players. It's like the C's and the D's who are just like, all right, okay, boss, what next? You know, those other ones, they'll always have something, uh, you know, going on, but it's good if they're honest with you and actually tell you about it. You know, like they could sideswipe you and be like, all right, boss, my company's doing better now. Bye. You know, so that's not going to happen. Oh, that's good. That, you know, and, and it takes something to make that kind of culture in your business. I, I think there is a very big, le- thank you for this lesson. This is a very big lesson for folks out there. When you create a culture where your employees are okay with talking to you about their side venture, their side hustles or things like that, how, uh, they're going to stay with you longer. Period. They, they're going to they're going to respect you, and you never know what kind of an alliance you may be able to make in the future. So that that's super cool. Thanks for that, man. Yeah. Mm, wow. I love it. Well, you're all over the place, Ryan. I know. Where are we going with this? I want to have. All right. Fun. So we can get to get to kind of know Tom a little bit. Um, when was the first time that being good and doing good happened to you? A story that you could tell us where you realized. Oh, you know what? If I'm just decent to people uh, like this person was or like when I did this and it was I, I realized, oh, my gosh, just be good to people and success will follow. Could you give us an example? Yeah. So when I was um, younger, I went through a lot of different industries, you know, and, and worked at a lot of companies, you know, going from the music industry, which was backstabbing left and right. Like, you know, just uh, it was difficult. And then going into sales. Um, which were pretty much a number. And after working in a lot of these horrible companies, uh, I had one manager. um, And the thing about him is he had your back no matter what happened. Right. And and the loyalty on that team was just off the roof too, you know, just because of that. Like 
there's nothing I could ever say about him that's negative because the, the guy had my back um, in any situation. It could be a higher manager, um, could be a customer, anyone. Where the managers before, you know, if someone from the top said like, oh, you know, we need productivity. This guy, you know, would be like an a-hole and be like, ah, no sick days now. And, you know, everyone's got to come in. Everyone's got to do this, you know. And We've all been and there. I, <laughs> yeah, and I found like, look, if you're just decent, just have people's backs because they're on your team. I mean, you're leading them. Like, they're going to follow. Yeah, like we never tripped him up, which we always did to the other managers. Yeah. So what what did that do for you? Did you take that and and start to to do it yourself, or do you have a, something where you you just you started yeah. using that whole philosophy? Yeah. So that's the thing, right? Like I have my employees' backs. Like no matter what happens, you know. Like give, I'll give you an example. Like my assistant reached out to you guys uh, about coming on the show, right? Mm-hmm. And she does this to also people coming on my show. And there's been times where she's done, you know, maybe a small mistake or something. And, and someone said things to her, which were not nice. And they're automatically banned from ever dealing with my company. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care who it is. Could be the biggest guest, could be the biggest show. But if they don't respect my lowest employee, um, we don't do business. I like it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. You, you know when your when your employees know you've got their back, you got loyalty. In, in this day and age, it's hard. People talk about customer service, but if your if your employees aren't happy, it doesn't matter what you tell them to do. They're not going to do customer service if they don't give a rat's about your company. And here's the truth too, man. Like I, I can get another customer any day, but there's no way I can replace my assistant. She's been with me for six years, and she's had my back from the beginning. And, you know, I can find another customer. No problem. Exactly. Exactly. We, we, I, it's interesting because the lifeblood of, of a person's company usually are the people. Nobody does anything great alone. Nobody. No, nobody's created. I mean, Steve Jobs had Steve Wozniak. And, and Bill had, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, anyway, nobody does anything alone. You know what I'm saying? Hillary? Yeah. Wait, no, wrong oh, you wrong, Bill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, my point is, we don't, and 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 I think a lot of times people don't focus enough on taking care of their people. So thank you for for acknowledging that because I I think that is a big be good do good is knowing your your employees knowing that they're valued at the company. Love that. So transparency. Integrity, honest, and backing up your employees. I love it. Basically, nice. you've got to tell us about this smuggling thing, though. I got it. <laughs> the smuggling thing. <laughs> you got to tell us a story about the smuggling thing. What was going on with that? It was dark. Uh, we were driving into Germany uh, with Polish liquor. <laughs> wow! <laughs> this, this is the start of a movie. <laughs> So there I was. I was I was sleep acting in the back of the seat. We got stopped. Uh, you know, my dad's like telling the immigration guy, you know, oh the kid's sleeping, you know, and he still dragged me out. And on cue, I started screaming and you know, crying everything I could. And it was annoying enough where the guy just hit the back seat a few times and just let the, let us go, not knowing that yeah, he was right. There's like six or seven bottles right in the back there, which you know were very valuable and. My dad uh, sold those and bought some VCRs in Germany and brought them back to Poland. And I think we smuggled those in, too. I don't think it was illegal to bring those in back. <laughs> wow. Yeah. wow. It, you know, it is we, an amazing story. Like, dude, 
to those roots learn, you know, how to survive and how, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's good. So what do you think are the lessons learned with, with that kind of a childhood for you that have made you the success that you are today? What, what, how do you think that built you? Basically, you know, the one thing I've noticed compared to um, maybe a lot of other business people I encounter is just things rolls off of me really quick, right? So I have a very thick skin, you know, and then, and yeah, you know, some things do affect me, but they roll off very quick within minutes or, or you know, hours. Like I don't, like some things that could break a business um, in some cases, like to me, it's just like, yeah, okay, you know. Just Let's move on. It. Yeah, just, just got to deal with it. Yeah. You know? but, but I do tell people who do have thinner skins that, look, like the stuff that's driving you crazy and, and you know, making you not sleep now, in a year or two, if you continue doing it, it's going to be just another day. Like, because we all, you know, move on and we learn. Um, yeah, initially everything's, uh, you know, a big deal. Like, oh, my God, the big client left. I have no, you know. But later on, like now, if a big client leaves, it's like, okay. Well, we have systems in place to find new clients, so who cares? Mm-hmm. You know? Nice. Yeah. So just different things, different emergencies. Like, I just, you know, like, I can tune out at 6 p.m. and go to sleep, like, in the evening. Like, I don't care what's happening anymore. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. There, there, there is a beautiful, there's a beauty when you have the right processes and stuff in place to, to finally be able to go, you know what? We have a couple problem clients. We don't need those problem clients. Let's let those go. You know, when you're in startup mode and you got to get everything you can get, and you're 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 scratching and thieving, it, it's a Butt big kissing. mistake to realize that you know what? If you let go of some of those clients, you probably will grow more because uh, you can focus. Oh yeah, it's on true. It's true. Some of the uh, lowest paying clients always hold you back the most. Absolutely. And, and and you know, it's not always with clients. There's other issues that happen too. You know, like um, the other day we had. Um, a problem with one of the course platforms, Thinkific, and uh, their PayPal stopped working and it took three days for them to let us know that we can't take payments, which, you know, it's insane, right? So for all these clients, I'm like, oh, wow, three days, huh? Like, this is your only job is to host a course and then to take payments. You know, Teachable, the same type of stuff. So it comes from all angles, right? It's not just customers. Like, things just happen constantly and, you know, to most people, I'm like the island, the anchor. You know, like people around me are nuts and freaking out and just like, look, it'll be fine. <laughs> like every <laughs> single time, man. And I find that helps too. I like that. Oh, to be the anchor, yeah. Sometimes like you, your people need a leader and, and, a, and a leader is somebody that doesn't freak out. <laughs> yeah, holds I love hold it. strong, holds strong. All right. Uh, what is your commitment to uh, Biz for Good Life? What is yours specifically? What does that mean to you, being good and doing good, biz for good, to Tom? To me, it really means taking care of my people. That's what it is. And it, it includes the clients. You know, do the best job for the clients, do the best I can for my employees. And if I do those two things well, I can sleep really well. Like, you know, there's no problems. Like, I, have, like I don't have two different lives I'm leading. You know, one of them is like, oh, I got to get the profits. And then the other one's like, I got to cheat my employees or the customers. It's like, no. Like, I'm just telling people what it is, how it is. If you don't want to work with me, fine. I actually have a whole list of things, like, on every sales page. It's like, this is, like, the 10, 15 reasons you shouldn't work with me. 
you know. <laughs> like I'm, I'm actually trying to turn people away. Like I want only the good clients that I want to deal with. Like I signed a big client this morning, like a really big client, and I told her because I was 50-50 on the um, on the work last week, and I'm like, look, over the next three days, I'm going to decide if you're the type of person I would want to be on a flight to Japan with. So for 15, 16 hours, or if I would want to switch seats. <laughs> that's good. Right? <laughs> I like that. Oh, that's a good, that's, I always said, I, I don't want to hire anybody until I've played a round of golf with them. Cause you really get to know somebody oh, yeah. Yeah, when you play good. golf with them. <laughs> it's, it's true. Like, but think about uh -oh. the flight too. You're going to Japan, you're sitting, and let's say economy too, not business. Oh, dang! Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> elbow to elbow, baby. For I... 16 hours. <laughs> 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 yeah, that would, that would, yeah, you definitely would get to know somebody. That's cool. And so, what you, what was the decision there? What, did, what did you think? Did you? So, you know, I was just seeing the way we were interacting, right? Like she was asking me questions, I was responding. I asked her stuff, and then it seemed like, okay, you know, like we, I can definitely see um, completing the project with this person. Where there's been times where I'm like, you know what, I want to switch seats now. So, <laughs> which means, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not working with you. And I just, you know, I avoid the invoice, and I'm like, good luck. So it, it happens both ways. Right. Right. I like that. I really do. It frees it frees up so much stuff. Like it, it, it really does, and you can focus on taking care of the people that appreciate you too. When you really care about the client, they get it and they know it. Uh, and when the client doesn't care about you, then why should you care about the client? I mean, it's it's hard, absolutely hard. So, uh, Tom, what can what kind of a challenge could you give our listeners? What could you uh, kind of assist them with to up their biz for good game? What kind of a tool, challenge, gold nugget could you give them? You know, let me share something with you because it's been a struggle of mine. And I bet a lot of people are struggling with this now, especially with the, you know, hustle, hustle nonsense we hear everywhere. Like you got to hustle, you know, especially with Gary Vee and all these guys. Oh, yeah. Like I, I was a hustler for a long time. Uh you know, selling weed back in high school, like, you know, this stuff with my dad and all this, like I was a hustler and you can hustle your way to high five figures, low six figures. Like you can hustle that it's easy, you know, if you just put in enough time. Um, but what usually happens is you become a serial entrepreneur, right? And when you, when I see that on LinkedIn now, uh, that means two things to me, like one, hmm, maybe you're really good at exits, unlikely Two. You're just very crappy at building companies. That's why you got to build one <laughs> over and over again, right? <laughs> so stepping away from this hustle, you know, and then actually becoming a business guy, like become the person that can focus on something and build it for six, seven years. Be that guy who's going to build systems in place. Be the guy who's not going to run, or a girl, who's not going to run when a big problem happens and they'll overcome that. Because look, it's like getting on a bus. You're going to hit different stops and most people will look at a bus next to them and be like look it's stop three i'm getting off that one looks nicer i'm gonna get back on that bus and i'm gonna take that bus now what they don't realize that on the third stop it's gonna be the same problem right you just gotta keep going stay on the bus yeah that's pretty good uh i think we 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 uh, so many of us get caught up in the money or thinking that we're following the money especially uh, people that follow a whole bunch of different businesses. I think that, that when when it gets hard, and I'm sure you, you, you can relate to this, Tom, 
when it gets hard, you quit. But if you have some passion around it and you love what you're doing and you're focused on creating something powerful, you don't quit when it gets hard. Yeah, but what happens is like every business has similar problems and most people quit around the same problem, right? So instead of having 30 years of business experience, you have 10 three-year experiences. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which and are the then, same problems you're saying. You're saying yeah, if you stick problems. with something 30 years, you have a whole bigger base of knowledge than if you just jump around. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like it could be that, you know, you got to go from um, being yourself and an assistant to growing a 10 person company. That's going to be much different than if you want to run a 100 person company and you got to bring a CEO in. It's a whole different thing. What if you got to bring investors in? What if you actually exit? And then deal with that nonsense that happens after the exit. Yeah. You know, there's so many different things. And and the problem with the, you know, mainstream business advice, if you listen to two different guys, it cancels each, itself out. Yeah, it's so true. So true. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 everybody's got opinions, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's usually like, you know, like uh, the, uh, the only thing you need to do to be successful is start a podcast. Uh, on the second page, boy, is podcasts that it? are dead. <laughs> oh yeah, podcasts are dead. Oh, I was, uh, I'm like, wow, what did we? What's going on? Are we successful? Right? But, but that's what I mean. Like it's like the same, you know, nonsense. If you just listen to enough of it, it all cancels itself out. True, mm. I, passion. That was a big deal when when Steve Jobs did his passion speech at the university, and everybody was, oh, it's all about the passion. It's all about the passion. Then all of a sudden, ten years later, everybody writing books about how it's not about the passion. Don't whatever you do, don't follow the passion you got to stick with something it's like dude just just do what you think is best and stick with it <laughs> yeah so the, the one thing that really irks me lately is authenticity Ooh. right there's this whole movement that, that people at, say authenticity so they say you got to be authentic to be a good business person so mm -hmm. the way i see it is like okay if you're a professional um at a very high level and then you want to separate yourself from the crowd even more you do that by being authentic and, you know, letting some other things from your life sneak in. Maybe that, you know, make you even more noticed. What most people think is like, just be authentic. You know, I'm like, no. Can you imagine going to a surgeon and the surgeon's not a professional, he's just authentic. And in the middle of the surgery, he's like, you know what? My authenticity says I should go in and take a break and smoke some weed now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's what's well, That would be good to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're honest, dude. I <laughs> get somebody else. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, man. That does. So, so what are you saying? You're saying. So explain that then. I, I'm I'm still confused of what what you mean by authenticity because we we think I I believe it's one of the only things you have to to get above the noise is just be you because everybody's pretending to be somebody else. So what do, what do you, explain it a little more. I want to understand where you're going. So authenticity is a second layer to me, right? Like most people focus on being authentic. You know, that, that focus is wrong because it's going to be like that surgeon. Like I'm authentic. Like I've worked with so many of these millennials and digital nomads and they just, they don't want to work. They're all authentic, you know, but they don't want to work. <laughs> Dude, so, I'm sorry. I'm taking a break right now and smoking some weed. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's not even that. It's like, you know, I, I feel like my energy is off or I'm woke or um, oh. I just was doing, you know, just nonsense, nonsense all the time. <laughs> so the thing is like, you know, forget about being authentic in the beginning. Be a professional. Have integrity. 
do what you said you would do, run a business. And then the next layer is like, you know, now at authenticity, because you're a professional, people respect you, but now to get above that noise, bring something else to the table. Like, yeah, you're a great surgeon, but maybe there's something else in there that can build your personal brand. But that's once you're an expert, once you're already respected and know what you're doing. Don't just be authentic. And you singularity. Know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, well, I found it interesting. Your bio. We get lots of bios. We get everybody that says all their credentials, blah, blah, blah. I do this, this, this. I've been with this. I've worked with these powerful companies, blah, blah, blah. But I, I found I thought your bio was really interesting and cool that it just talked about your your life in Poland and and um, I, I found that very real and authentic. I thought that was pretty cool because it's different than what we normally get. So why, why, why is that your bio? Well, once, you know, so like I took a long path too. you know, I, I worked in the music industry and then I went into sales then I went into SEO. I figured out that that's hard because I have no control over that. Google can do whatever they want. I went into marketing in marketing. I felt like, OK, I can be an average marketer because, the you know, it's so big. Like if someone asked me, hey, Tom, uh, why should I pay you over Jay Abraham? I have a lot of money. I'd be like, I don't know. You probably huh. shouldn't. <laughs> you know, so then I learned to niche down in marketing and online courses. Now, if someone says like, Tom, why should I pay you over Jay Abraham? I was like, he has no idea about online courses. Mm. That's why. Like, I'm the best in my little pond instead of being this average guy in a huge pond. So like when people say like, oh, this could sell to a billion people, it's like, you're not going to sell to anyone. Because they don't know their their niche market. Their niche market, yeah. So now, like, I, I went niche. You know, people already respect what I do. I'm really good at it. And then one thing that someone told me a few years ago is, like, Tom, stop being a robot. Like, people want to know about you. And I was like, well, now I can start being more authentic. Fine. What do you want to know about me? Like, mm. your past. What have you done? I'm like, okay. I'll put those things out. But I'm not going to list them like a resume because nobody cares. If you send me a resume, I'd be like, dude, are you looking for a job or are you looking to be on the podcast? <laughs> I love it. Dial cool. down, so, professional, kick I, it. I want to know a little bit about this golden touch thing. Where did this come from, this golden touch from you? So through my hustling days, I, I usually succeeded at all my little hustles, right? Like um, some of them weren't very big, but I always done it. My, people, my friends always said, like, you've got a golden touch. Like everything you do does make money. Now, it maybe didn't make money long term, you know, because that's what hustle does. Like that's a hustler's problem. You and know, that's you what don't you actually learned. see a lot of, yeah, you don't see a lot of hustlers move into being a real business person. And I've heard that from a lot of friends too. Um, it, it, I actually try to shut that voice down a lot. You know, like say like, oh, let's just hustle my way out of it. It's like no, that's the worst thing you could be doing right now. Got people that depend on you. Got customers. You got to focus in. These things have been working. Let's fix them. Let's not just start hustling, you know, because hustling just means like, let's get more business, whichever way. I'll start pounding the pavement now. I'll start making phone calls. It's, you know, usually not the best idea. Like, maybe we just got to refine our systems now instead of me just, you know, going nuts. Why did you put smart brand? Why do you say that, Ryan? I want to hear more about smart brand. Oh, you want to hear more about smart brand? Yeah. Tom, tell us about your company, love Smart Brand. Tell us a little bit about how it was created, yeah, where yeah, it's how going, long been going, all that good stuff. Okay, yeah. So, Smart Brand Marketing, um, it came out of me sitting with a friend, uh, 
in Bangkok one night over drinks. And he's like, Tom, you should start a podcast. And I was like, that's the dumbest idea ever. And I started one the next day. <laughs> and this was just one. And this was just one domain that I had available. And I put it up there. <laughs> smart brand was the domain you had. That's a it pretty smart good... brand marketing. Yeah. I, I don't know why I was doing uh, keyword research before. And I thought this would be just like a cool landing page for something. And I was like, you know what? It was the first one that came up. I didn't think anything would happen from the podcast too. Like I didn't think I would get traction. Um, I thought it was a joke, honestly, you know, and, and it just, yeah, yeah. And it's just something that I kept doing. I took some breaks and then, um, refocused and now it's going pretty strong, but it took a lot of focus and just, you know, grinding stuff out. I always say like, if you want to listen to my show, skip the first 50 episodes, you'll thank me later. They were not good at all. <laughs> yeah. First 50. Yeah. We want to say first hundred, but no. First 50. Yeah, it's around, you know, but I, I started kind of getting my groove around 75, 70, so like there's, there's some nuggets in there, but the first 50, just you, you're not missing anything except me fumbling. <laughs> That's awesome. So how do, how do people listen to the podcast? What what are you, who are your ideal listeners and, and, and uh, yeah, tell us about the podcast itself and, and, and what they can learn from it. So the podcast um, answers two different questions. Um, one of them are things that my actual clients ask. So there's a lot of course creation, course marketing, um, how to keep people engaged, all in those topics. Sometimes I'll use that to find new clients. Sometimes I'll use that to get partnerships. Like I, I'll have a CEO from like Thinkific or one of these companies on. Um, the other one is just whatever interests me. Like if I'm into copywriting, I'll have five copywriters on. I'll be like, look guys, you might want to skip this month, but I'm into this topic now. Uh, so deal with it. And, you know, it's it's sort of like a release too for me. You know, like I'll have... Um, so true. Release. I had uh, a group which I just like to listen to, Nappy Roots, a uh, hip-hop group, and I just brought them on. Uh, I knew him from back in the days, and I was like, let's just chat on my show. Why not? Like, I like hip-hop. People know I like hip-hop. Um, and I'll introduce you to my crowd. How's that? So it's just different things, right? Like, it's my show. Yeah. And it's funny, since I started doing that and I'm, I'm focusing some episodes, it's like for my perfect clients and that, like it's starting to grow. Like it's a, it's a 20% growth every month now since I started doing that. Wow, that's awesome. Just having fun and living in your... So do you get clients from your podcast? Do you, is that, so, is it a funnel? Is that... Um, very rarely, but what I've done, um, when I did start look for clients around last December... Um, so I told my assistant, let's do this. Let's figure out who my perfect, perfect clients would be. And let's see if we can get them on the podcast. And I got three of them on three became clients. And I didn't say a word. We were talking about uh, course marketing a little bit, like what they've done. And every one of them after the show asked me, like, Tom, I think I need you. Wow. That was it. Like it was, it was that simple. I, I didn't sell anything. I was like, look, uh, let's, let's see, let's show me your funnel. Show me what's happening. Let's see if I can fix the business. Um, but it was, yeah, it was predetermined. Like I was like, yeah, we're going to find my perfect clients and see what that works like. And that it works well. That is genius. My friend, yeah, that is genius. It's interesting. This podcasting world, this podcast podcasting thing, how, how popular it's been got been gotten. <laughs> How popular it's gotten. It's crazy. And, and, it, and it's, uh, it, I tell people, you know, it's just another way to kind of uh, give yourself a little bit of uh, credibility 
you know, it's get up here and talk about stuff to show you kind of know what you're talking about. How, yeah, how the, the social it? proof is awesome. And it's crazy because I've spoken to people I looked up to when I was younger. You know, like um, the first sales book I ever got was by Jeffrey Gittimer. He was on my show. Um, I read the 8020 um, marketing book by, um, I remember his name right now, but also like very known guy time. and brought, brought him on the show, right? Like it was just like, I'm like, this is nuts. You know, like these people come on my show now, like the people I started my career looking up to. That's super cool. That's yeah. Yeah, it 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 really is a, a an amazing uh, world right now, and it's only getting bigger, which is kind of fun. It's super cool. We love it. Well, Tom, we want to say thank you so much for being on the show. Is there any last things you want to tell folks? How do they get a hold of you? How do we connect with with Tom Lebelt? Smart brand marketing is the best way. Um, if you go on, you can listen to some of the shows. You can contact me. I'm super easy to find. Um, but I'm very low on the influence level. Like I don't post much content unless I really feel it's valuable. So, you know, you're not going to find me scattered everywhere. Very good. You got to know anything, anything else, Ryan, you got? No, thanks for being on the show, Tom. It's been awesome. I love, I love hearing the stories and how you're focused and you dialed in. I love it. And that he gives a crap about his employees. And he gives a crap about his employees. Gets to know them. Yeah, you know, yeah. not I just love that. get to work, I, get to work. I, I, I and I'm, I, I'm serious that I, I really love that you said I love my people to have side hustles and you help them as a mentor do their side hustles. That is super cool. Thank you so much, uh, Ryan. You're gonna take us out. Yeah, Tom and uh, all the listeners out there. No listener. Yeah, that's listener, right. The one that, the one that we're talking to right now. <laughs> yeah, the one jogging, the one driving in the car. We yeah. love you. Um, we always end the show with the hashtag Be Good, Do Good. We do it three times. We get louder on the third time, and uh, it gets crazy in here. So hashtag Be, be good, good, Do good. good. Hashtag Be Good, Do Good. Hashtag Be Good, Do Good. We've got a new edit at the end there. Morgan. (laughs) We want to thank Tom, and that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Biz for Good Show podcast. We want to thank all our fans and guests on the show. Be sure to check us out on all our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For your hosts, Bobby Glenn James and Ryan Pilkington, this is Tim Jackson saying get out and do some good. Now go.